and welcome to a new episode of The Secrets of Podcast. Actually, this is the very first episode of a new series. Oftentimes, we want to just geek out about movies or a particular TV episode, but we don't want to dedicate an entire podcast uh, series to it. And so we decided to do a spin-off series. We're kind of doing what Disney is doing with Star Wars. You have the series, and then you have the standalone story episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the brand new trailer for Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story. State your name for the record. Jen Erso. Forgery of Imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? <laughs> I rebel. Joining me, Dom Bettinelli, just like me, huge, huge <laughs> Star Wars fan. Dom, when did you hear about this trailer? When did you see it? Hi, Father. Well, uh, this morning, I didn't even know this was coming. I don't know how I missed this, but this morning I got a Facebook message from my friend George Martell, who said, uh, you know, are you near a computer? Because in 45 minutes, <laughs> this is going to be on Good Morning America. And I, and I said, Okay, okay. I'm. I cleared you know, everything <laughs> off the desk. I got everything done I needed to do, and then I I popped it up uh, open. Um, I actually happened to be working from home today, so I had all the kids come in. They wanted to. What are we watching? We're watching Star Wars. Wow. And uh, and so like we we watched it, and then you know that was it because it wasn't online anywhere for a while, and I and I had to wait to see it again. Awesome. So you actually saw the very first airing of this on, on, on live TV. I did. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, the, lucky you. And it was funny watching the anchors. They were like, one of them is must be a huge Star Wars fan. Cause he was geeking out, like talking about all oh, the different people they saw. And the others are kind of laughing at him. Like, Hey, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I knew actually that the trailer would come today. I, I, I saw that, I think yesterday evening before I went to bed, it, it kind of popped up in my Facebook timeline. And then I forgot about it uh, because I have I ha had a very full day, um, lots of meetings. And so I was in this kind of boring meeting about Catholic media and it was going on and on. And in the meantime, you know, I try to hide this, but I, I was kind of browsing Facebook and <laughs> during the meeting trying to. To kind of pretend that I was reading the, the 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 notes or whatever, and then I saw people starting to post like, "Did you see the new Star Wars trailer?" and and immediately <laughs> people started asking me for a reaction video because people know me from my you know geek, geeky video geeking out about uh, the the first Star Wars trailer for uh, the Force Awakens. And and from that moment on, I was like, I gotta get home, <laughs> and there was still like half an hour to go for the meeting, and then. As soon as I left the meeting, uh, the meeting was in another city, I hit traffic jams because it was rush hour. So I'm sitting in this car. I was like, like, I want to be home. I want to see this trailer. So I just, out of pure frustration, I started to, to video myself being anxious to watch the trailer. And so, well, ultimately, I got to see it. And I used part of that footage to kind of integrate it into my, my initial reaction video. So it was a lot of fun. Dom, your first reaction. All right. So I, I, I want to step back with an overall reaction, which is just the idea of this movie, which is 
the first in some ways, this is the biggest test of this new Star Wars under Disney, because we knew that like The Force Awakens, it would have to be awful for it to to be a flop. I mean, we were so amped. We were so pumped. J.J. Abrams, you know, we're going to see our favorites again. But this one, this is going to have a new story, new people. Um, It's not going to have our the it's not going to be the saga of the Skywalker family again. And so this one was the one I was a little worried about. Yeah. Uh, my first impression was, wow, like out of the gate, bam, just it was it's it was it just it makes me very more excited than I was yesterday. I mean, I was excited for this movie, but I was thinking about The Force Awakens and its sequel yesterday. Today, I'm thinking Rogue One. Yeah. I, I was very curious if they could pull it off. I, we had already heard some rumors about it being a very kind of a new genre within the Star Wars universe. They were going to try out various types of movies, not just the classic Star Wars way of storytelling, but they were going with this movie for a more kind of like a a, a war movie. Uh, soldiers, you know, kind of gritty, kind of realistic, more realistic than anything we've seen before. And and. On the one on the one hand, I was excited about that. It was like I, I love that because that's what Disney has also been doing with the Marvel movies, trying to kind of use different genres, not always the typical superhero movies, but also do kind of more like a spy thriller, etc., or a heist type of superhero movie. And I was curious to see if they could do that with Star Wars, but I was also worried that it wouldn't work, that it wouldn't feel like Star Wars anymore, especially if they would go for the kind of um I kept thinking of Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if someone mentioned that in in in, in conjunction with this movie. But I was I was afraid of getting very you know shaky camera and that that kind of stuff and 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 and, and complete you know kind of the footage is completely depleted of color, which is all the rage with you know right. horror movies nowadays. So I was thinking, are are they going to break the what makes Star Wars Star Wars? And, and I was so happy and excited to see that it it actually it works it's, yes. it's got immediate realism and it's like this looks mm-hmm. more real than any other combat preparation that i've seen so far and yet there are so many visual cues that tell me this is star wars don't worry this is totally star wars uh the lighting lots of color lots of mm-hmm. iconic um uh cinematography just the way they compose the scenes and um, and we get some some new faces, but they are new faces that seem immediately familiar. Like, oh, we know archetypes like that, mm-hmm. and, and we'll probably talk about that when we go more in detail. But but everything just sounded true, true to Star Wars, and, and so I'm a very happy and excited fan. <laughs> definitely, definitely, I agree with all of that. All right, so let's let's not um, uh, waste any more time and let's go and dissect this this trailer second by second of course <laughs> we get the first you know the green screen with the the letters you know the whatever notices on there uh, which always takes too long like i'm waiting I, i'm filming myself i was like come on i don't need to see this <laughs> just get rid of it and then uh screen goes black and the first thing we hear is is a piano Mm-hmm. And it, it plays the is it the force theme or or is it Luke's theme? I, I was like, yeah, I think that's Luke's theme. Like, it's I'm not I'm not good enough about the uh, the music. But but it 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 sounds. I mean, the melody is familiar, but it it's a piano sound, 
And mm-hmm. so I'm like, huh, we've, I don't think we've heard it like that before. Um, of course, probably not composed by John Williams or executed by him. Could just be that they hired uh, a new composer to do this, just like mm-hmm. with the Force Awakens trailers, where they hired actually for the last big The Force Awakens trailer, they had two composers. Mm-hmm. One for the first part and one for the last part. So we'll we'll probably get more uh, information about that. And then the first thing we see is someone from we see from behind walking through a cor- corridor. So it's the classic reveal of you know we this is someone new, someone important, and just like in in the Force Awakens trailers where bit but we we get the introduction of all the main new main characters and, and they turn towards the camera. They're not immediately. Like, boom, this is the new guy or girl. Um, they do the same here. Uh, and and I love the fact that she turns towards us at the end of the corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we hear the name. So who is this? So what we what we hear is um, someone sort of interrogating her. Um, and she's, you know, this is a state your name for the record. Yes. And she says, Jin. Urso, uh, and and I've it's IMDb has it. It's J Y N E R S O, Jin Urso, played um, by Felicity Jones, right? Who uh, Doctor Who fans will recognize from the classic Doctor Who episode, The Unicorn and the Wasp. Um, mm. She played the uh, the 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 unicorn. The no, sorry, spoilers. The the uh, the jewel thief. So, <laughs> but that's spoilers from a different uh, different fandom. So, too bad. Um, well, she's also in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, um, exactly. playing Felicia. Not not a very big role, but nevertheless, yeah. she's been in in one or two movies. But on the whole, I would say a, a pretty unknown face. Yes, um, interesting. It's another. She's apparently the main character, um, yeah. the protagonist. Another young woman. I think yeah. I, f- I find that's interesting. Um, we'll have to see. You know, is this a trend? Is 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 it is it the Hunger Games effect where um, the Hollywood types see that you know young female protagonists in action roles uh, is selling, and that's what they want to do, or is there something else? That's, yeah, that's I, I was thinking from from for, from a marketing perspective. I'm thinking this is very smart because they were pitching this as a war movie. That's usually something that guys will want to see. Um, and having a, a female protagonist is going to bring in the other demographic, the other half. So it's just going to double the chances that this is going to be a success, I think. What struck me is also, um, so you hear the, the voice is clearly an imperial interrogation because they're talking about her having these. No, they're having these. She has secret plans. She resisted her arrest. Uh, it's a British voice. So I'm thinking imperial. Well, I thought so too. And in fact, she you, you look closely, she, and I did, she's in restraints. She's got some type of handcuff. Uh, so she's obviously under arrest, and she's obviously on a uh, rebel base. Yeah, she's, we'll get, she's with the, re- the rebels, yes. Right, so we'll see that in a second. And I thought it was an Imperial officer, but the voice is very similar to that of the rebel officer we see later on, the older rebel officer who's also got a British accent. I don't know if it's the same or not. Um, it, it listening to the context of the of this official person reading the crimes, it could be an imperial. I mean, that's the the face value, but it could also be someone saying, "Look, you know, um, you're a you're a bad seed. You're you're a rogue. Um, I mean, look at all these crimes you've committed. Do we really want to let you in on the rebellion sort of thing?" Hmm. It's conceivable. So I'm not certain. 
uh, as she, certain now. Could she be defecting? She she is handcuffed, so mm-hmm. she's considered to be a threat, and and probably got, got has gotten into some kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, at first, they when we get to know her, she's she's still like who who is she on whose side is she? The right. trailer ends with her in a, you know, an imperial fighter costume so i'm thinking is is that something that is actually from the beginning of the movie and we get like a repeat of finn you know defecting yep. from the empire to you know the 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 well the rebels the the the, the freedom fighters or however you want to call them or yep. or is this something that's part of this could also be a conversion to the dark side to mm-hmm. the imperial side or it could be a ruse i'm, I'm thinking there's three options but yeah. I, th- I think at the beginning she, she she seems to have no specific legions yeah i mean it's it's kind of funny there's that that line early on uh that um you know uh, they kind of say you know you're from the, you've been on your own from the age of 15 you're aggressive reckless undisciplined and she says this is a rebellion i rebel <laughs> Yeah. And is that that great little line there? But you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, she just seems sort of dismissive of authority, and uh-huh. you know, you know, and is she one of them or not? She also made me think of uh, of Ezra's character in Star Wars Rebels. When we first get to know him, he he has no side. He's just kind of witnessing what the Empire does, and it's 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 by his indignation, if I recall well, that mm-hmm. after, you know he starts to join the rebels. And so this could be kind of the uh, the movie equivalent of that. It's just someone who, who who decides to join the rebels because, well, because of Empire. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so she's clearly in a rebel base. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are actually two rooms because in the first space that she enters, kind of the the everything is very dark. You see mm-hmm. a little bit of people working with some uh, sparks of whatever they're fixing, um, but the doors are closed so, so it's very dark at first i thought it was this was at night the next scene um it the, the doors are open so i guess this is just a very very large rebel base and it well, looks very much like like what we saw on javin or, it or is yavin or yavin yavin or, or yeah. <laughs> you say it the dutch way i'll say it the uh, the american way uh, but uh, yavin, no, yavin. Potato, I'm, potato. I'm actually i'm fairly certain this is yavin that's uh, yeah. got the the jungle look to the to the jungle temple look, because if we remember the crawl, okay. So this let's kind of place this in the context of the Star Wars movies, because because not everyone realizes this movie takes place before A New Hope, after uh-huh. the prequels, but immediately before the, A New Hope, and in fact, it ends. I think it 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 will probably end with the first uh, beginning of a new hope but so it's it's that the opening crawl for a new hope says rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire during the battle rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the empire's ultimate weapon the death star i think this is the hidden base this uh-huh. is the y- yavin which we see that oh, is the base at course. the end of a new hope yeah and we're going to see a strike on the Death Star, and these are the and she's going to lead the rebel spies to steal the plans. Good point. Yeah. And, and and even the personnel that we see, the little carts transporting troops, they're all very similar to what we saw at the end of the, A New Hope. 
By the way, did you notice that the effects are not finished yet? Because there are <laughs> there's this little troop transport and it has wheels. I guess <laughs> yeah. they're gonna just kind of take them away later on in post production. And I'm thinking, oh, hmm, I see wheels. <laughs> that's not well, normal in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, that's the other great thing. Uh, by the way, you, you mentioned about these the troop transports. We recognize the X wings. The, yep. the 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 X wing pilot. Gone. Storm- <laughs> that's right wait, wait. <laughs> yeah the uh stormtrooper outfits there's a huge nostalgia factor we're seeing stuff yeah. like we haven't seen stormtroopers in the the classic style since since return of the jedi i mean this is this is kind of uh we're we're, we're going back and that's i, I yeah. as a, a ri- i call myself an original fan i saw it in theaters as a kid mm-hmm. this is a huge throwback for me very exciting yes Yes, and the helmets are the same. Uh, everything feels dirty and retro and and used. Is this the used universe that that made Star Wars what it is? Yep. Um, and it's awesome to see in every scene. You kind of feel like ah, this this feels like the world of A New Hope. Yes. And a bit of of Empire Strikes Back, of course, later on. Um, but they they did a terrific job, I think, with the uh, the visuals. So yes. we, she gets taken away for probably inter- interrogation that we hear or, or something else and then she's introduced uh to well what seems to be a war room very similar again to to the stuff that we saw at the end of uh, a new hope during the attack on the death star uh, you've got the same green you know uh laser screens behind the the characters and um she's kind of in the half dark introduced to what, what to me was the first big shock of this trailer is Mon Mothma. Yes. It's a new actress, but oh so, my goodness. Actually, yeah. this actress played Mon Mothma in episode three. This no. is Genevieve O'Reilly. Yeah, and it's the same actress from episode three, but of course, which is a different actress from uh, who played in four, five, and six. I'm not sure if she was in six, but in, oh, uh, in, in the original trilogy. But they did. Yeah, so so similar to the character from four, five, and six. Right, perfect. I mean, perfect casting visually, and and actually, the actress herself doesn't necessarily look just like that. The makeup and the hair uh-huh. are just perfect yeah. to make her the same character. I was I was blown away. I was like, wow, talking about continuity. Yes, <laughs> it's really great, and we get this voiceover. Uh, about her, you know, having been alone or by herself from the age of 15, which mm-hmm. kind of, again, uh, is, is classic Star Wars. You know, the protagonist is always an orphan, uh, has no parents, has, has no home, basically. And she finds a new home with these rebels. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very interesting that when we hear uh, the voiceover saying you you've been alone since you were 15 we get then get a shot of this guy who's leaning against one of the computer screens or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, you see the green glow on his face and i'm thinking that what must be one of the other main characters as well and i'm i'm even thinking could that be romantic interest over time mm. you know yeah, he's it, been alone and then you see him uh, huh, hmm. that's and and actually, if you in the in some of the other shots, you see some other people standing in the dark behind the uh, behind them as well. You know, one of the things interesting that I want to bring up here is uh, in in the IMDb listing, there's only yeah. two two characters named. So we have all the actors, but we only have two characters named: Jin and Mon Mothma. There are no other character names listed oh, there yet. So you know. Typical Star Wars, you know, the fashion. They're keeping things under wraps a bit more, yep. but but I feel like uh, just to kind of 
make a, a comparison, little less. Uh, they, they revealed a little more than J.J. Abrams did about The Force Awakens at a similar period. Yes. So just an interesting observation there. We then switch to images of uh, of Jin in uh, what looks to me like a Moss Eisley type of village. Um, there is a droid walking behind her, like a big robot. L- looks almost like an industrial robot. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. just a background character or if that's going to be like a robotic companion of hers. And, and she's kind of in disguise. Uh, kind of oriental type of head uh, veil and, and, and walking around. And apparently she gets into trouble because the, she is fighting a bunch of stormtroopers. Yep. And we actually see that droid again uh, in the trailer um, later on when they're running through some uh, place looks like a subway platform. Um, yeah. So it's apparently this I'm going to guess that this scene is connected to that. Uh, mm-hmm. somehow and so this droid is some continuity in the story but yeah i mean the, the this is a nice setup it sets up this character as she's capable she's she's you know capable of combat and defeating well defeating stormtroopers doesn't take a whole lot apparently but you know it's <laughs> she's still capable of of uh of uh strong combat skills do, do what planet do you think this is on well, given the, the the shots, um, the other shots that we've seen, there's a there's there's palm trees uh, in several mm-hmm. of the of the scenes, and I'm I'm going to guess that most of these are on the same planet. I mean, it's entirely possible that a couple of these take place on other planets, and there's no way to know for sure. But where we see the palm trees, I'm guessing it's a new place because we haven't been any place I think where there's a real where it was really like a palm tree tropical locale yeah um, so it's, it does it's, have it's, a, a real tatooine vibe with the sand on the on the ground in even within the city uh but but it would be a little bit too much of a coincidence if this would be on tatooine or not i don't know or Jakku. Well, yeah well the, the only thing i'm thinking is is that, you know again with where a new hope opens with princess leia's Tanti four ship over Tatooine, but I think she was going. That was at the end of that ship where she was bringing the Death Star plans to, to uh, Obi Wan. So I'm mm. not. Th- so I'm thinking because I was just trying to think of where you know where does the that transfer of the plans take place from our spies to Princess Leia? Um, it could be Tatooine. That's entirely possible. Could be the blockade runner is. Is is flying over Tatooine, so it might have happened right. just before that, right? It, it kinda, I mean, I would think it's cool if it's somewhere on Tatooine, perhaps even in Mos Eisley. Why not? Um, anyway, what, what I'm what I'm also seeing is um, this is at the 30, 31 second mark. Um, there are these big explosions, but there's someone with a detonator on the left side, and I think it's her. Mm. I think she she's actually. Uh, making things explode and then there's an other uh, explosion scene where you see two people uh, diving to the ground i i i'm not sure if that's her but or if those are just bystanders but it seems like like uh, a woman is trying to save another person from the explosion Mm. and in the meantime you see that stormtroopers are still kind of (laughs) (laughs) flying all over the place (laughs) they fly through the air really well that's uh they i mean they're really good at that (laughs) then we switch back to uh uh, the conversation between uh jinn and and mon mothma we get a good close-up of mon mothma um and they're above that circular um 
screen or whatever it is that Princess Leia also looks at during mm -hmm. the attack on the Death Star, um, which was kind of also echoed in The Force Awakens in in the war room before they attack yes. the planet. You've got a, kind of a similar circular table with a little bit more, you know, uh, multimedia functionality <laughs> built in. Uh, and then, then we we switch to this 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 halfway point in the trailer, and it's the Lucasfilm logo. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. The. The uh, trailer continues with a new scene where we see her inside what I suppose is a vehicle or a train or a shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, outside. Some, it's some type of vehicle. There's sunlight coming through and she's sort of looking forward, sort of where the, where, I mean, you get the sense of she's looking where, whatever this vehicle is going. Yeah. This, this looks, looked most uh, like a war movie scene to me. This is the mm -hmm. kind of stuff that you see in a lot of opening scenes of of of, uh, of war movies. Yeah, uh, a soldier heading towards the battle or whatever. Um, but this could be at the beginning of the movie as well because she's she's she still wears that headscarf. Um, and then from there, we s immediately switch to what I th wowed me is like a, a, a classic shot of a, of a star destroyer with what I th immediately thought were stars in the background. And then <laughs> that shadow starts to disappear. And you're like, wait, that's not a sky with stars. That is, oh my gosh, it's a Death Star. <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> that's and a space station. <laughs> massive, massive. Did you notice there's actually another tiny, uh, in the background, there's another Star Destroyer. And it is yes. dwarfed by the size of that massive, massive dish that is being put into place. Yes, I mean that's the the, the shadow uh, that that was disappearing was the shadow of the it's that it's the weapon it's the Death Star's main weapon yeah. um, as it as it kind of is pushed in installed <laughs> into the side of the Death Star. I mean that that dish has to be the size of a city. I mean it's yes. like when you look at when you think about how big the Death Star is supposed to be. I mean, it's it's like this. It's like it's got to be dozens of miles across. I just can't. I, I, there's no frame of reference I can really get, get for it. It's amazing. And there are at least seven other star destroyers floating around uh, around that that mm -hmm. Death Star, which is almost complete. So I, I guess this is kind of the final. It's kind of like the, putting the cork on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that that uh, that I thought during the repeat viewings is like, oh my gosh, that dish is being put into place at a tremendous speed. Yes. You consider the size of the, of the Death Star. <laughs> and then there's like, oh, you, you'd better, you know, break the, the like slow down a little bit <laughs> but they must have just very very precise thruster technology or yes. something like that it, it shields and tractor beams or something but, but, but visually i i thought this was genius this is the death star immediately recognizable but in a mm -hmm. way that we've never seen before right right and they're putting the weapon in place because of course that's that's the, the dish is used as the the you know for the for the laser Thing, the the planet destroying <laughs> laser. <laughs> well, and that's and that's really the crux of it, right? The the there uh, the this weapon is about to be completed, and the and the rebels have just found out about it, and so this is we're seeing it. Yeah, 
And then in our next shot, this is around the 53 second mark, we see Sting. Or at least an, <laughs> an actor who looks <laughs> like that's Sting. No, wait. <laughs> it's just a, a, a rebel officer, I suppose. Uh, uh, and, and, and they give an assignment to, uh, to Jin. Yes, that she accepts. But now they don't, they don't actually, do they, I'm trying to think of how they phrase it. I don't think there's an actual phrasing of the assignment. We just kind of, you know, assume that it's to go get the information about this weapons hmm. test. Yeah, well, they, uh, they they kind of allude to it. It's a there's a big yeah. weapon that's going to be tested. We want to know how to how to destroy it. Right. So that's what was, the line is. We need to know what it is. Yeah. Reconnaissance mission or whatever yeah. spy mission or, and and apparently she has made such an impression that they think she can pull it off. It's it's not. I would think that's not something you entrust onto some someone you just got to know. So well, perhaps the fact that she is already in possession of imperial documents as we hear in the beginning of the trailer is is kind of her her way to to prove that she's up for it well it also she lends, might, she might actually be a thief or something yeah. like that well it, it lends a little credence to that idea that maybe she's a defector because a defector would have access that maybe other people wouldn't but would that wouldn't that be too much finn like ah, we've seen that before. It it would be. That's why that that's the downside of the th of that of that theory is, is that it's it's just another defector uh, fin. So I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. Interesting either way. Or or it, this could be like uh like a double agent of some kind. That would make it hmm. super interesting. Like like uh, who it, can we really trust her? Whose side is she on? The trailer seems to kind of go in into that direction. You know what, what will what will you do? Whose side will you be on once they put pressure on you? Once they whatever. Um, mm. I don't know. It could be very interesting. Kind of like a, a, a light dark character and some perhaps a, a, a big reveal somewhere during the movie. I'm just speculating. <laughs> then it says this December, which of course kind of gets the blood pressure up immediately. <laughs> Make it real. Um, and then we go to the final part of the of the trailer. Uh, which is a scene from outside it, it, and we look into the hangar uh, on, on Yavin. Um, again, we see Gonk. Uh, <laughs> the power droid, yeah. He's everywhere. <laughs> uh, we see a bunch of, of rebel pilots, very similar to the kind of scenes that we saw in A New Hope. And mm -hmm. she's walking in between them uh, yes. with a gun. And uh, uh, she's got this Han Solo-like jacket. Mm -hmm. um, and she's accompanied by a few other guys. But she seems to be kind of in, in a uh, civilian attire still. Yeah, This is not a combat dress or anything. And so I wonder what she's... I was going to say she's with the fellow that we saw early that we thought might be uh, the love interest. Are you right? Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. he's got the mustache, the uh, yep. Biggs, Biggs uh, uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually kind of glad that they keep the, the, the bad hair on some of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> continuity, um, including some of the pilots have lots of facial hair. And I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Very 70s vibe. Yeah. So. And then we get to then we get to some new stuff. Very intriguing. Mm. Uh, there's this guy in white, a, a, an imperial. Clearly, he's mm -hmm. wearing this this imposing white cape. Looks very regal, very very yeah. grand moffish, and he's yeah. got a gun in his hands, a big gun. 
Mm-hmm. And he's standing in front of what I think is the, the, the big view screen that they used in A New Hope to destroy Alderaan. Where, right. where you see the image of Alderaan just before it gets destroyed. Yes. So and, theories. Who is this guy? Well, <laughs> to, to for one thing, I just got this young Ian McKellen vibe from him. I mean, it just looks like a younger, not much younger, but a little younger Ian uh-huh. McKellen. You know, maybe from just before the filming of Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I'm going to guess. My guess is it's not Tarkin. No. But no. he's he's whoever, whatever. Uh, imperial officer of some sort in charge of building the Death Star. Ah, good point. That's my guess. Is that so? Yeah, it's his job a... to build it, test it, yeah. and get it ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 he's probably not going to survive the movie because <laughs> we never <laughs> see him again. But I think it, he looks awesome, especially yes. that cape. That is oh, that's yeah. really really cool. Which kind of a cape is always in the Star Wars universe. I think a sign of of uh, you know <laughs> importance. Like yes. the, like the Imperial Guard, they wear these long robes and everything. So he must be a big deal in the Empire. And Lando's cape, uh, his little. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, Lando, hmm. scoundrel. Yes. Uh, then we switch back to the kind of the gritty scenes. Uh, this is again in a city, and we see a tank in the background with mm. new stormtroopers. Did you did you notice their helmets? They've got different helmets. They've got a kind of a, like a. The, you've got the regular helmet and there's something on top of it, almost like a, uh, I don't know if it's like a sun, sun shield or whatever that they can lower. Uh, this seems to be mm. a, a helmet. And, and there's another scene where we see it again. But this, this, this might be like a tank trooper or something because we've never seen tanks like this before either. Yeah. If you're talking about the one that's on top of the tank, um, it could be that it's a very similar to the uh, the flame trooper that we see in uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah, but uh, these are these are classic helmets because they still got that yeah. kind of rounded uh, side, whatever it is. Um, and we've got some regular stormtroopers as well. There's yep. a, another handcuffed guy, probably with the rebels as well, who's walking in front of the stormtroopers who has been captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from then we see a tunnel in the next scene with another guy who I think is part of the main group of rebels. Uh, yeah. I, I, we we saw that, that um, photo months ago uh, of the cast in this kind of kind of dark environment with it's the first big uh, set photo that we saw of, of the actors in, in yeah. Rogue One. And I think he was on it as well. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, who's a great actor, has been in a lot of um, stuff. He's won awards for his acting. Um, I wonder if he's sort of the, not so much the quest giver, but the the, the sort of the guardian sort, the the one that the, that our, that the hero encounters on the quest who, who sort of makes them stop and assess. You know, mm-hmm. and because it's his voice we hear, t- you know, th- you know, overlaying the rest of this of the trailer. Um, but he's sort of the the I feel like he's going to be the wise, um, the, the the wise guardian um, who helps the hero. That's that's my sense mm-hmm. of just from seeing him. Yeah. He's wearing some kind of armor, which is interesting yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if that's a sewer or like a secret entrance or that mm. they, they're hiding for the, the, the Empire. I don't know. Uh, there is a tube as well underneath his chin. So it could be a, like a breathing apparatus or mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's, it's kind of hard to tell. In the next scene, we get introduced to another new stormtrooper. I mean, the, the cosplayers are going to have a 
field day kind of like <laughs> thinking about how to recreate these new masks and everything very there's cool. some guy there's some guy in the get in the 501st garrison right now sitting down shaping out this helmet yeah. in, in in foam rubber or He's something like, honey i won't be available for the next few few weeks <laughs> i'm not gonna leave my garage until this mask is finished exactly uh, there's an explosion in background. This seem, definitely seems to me like almost uh, like a special uh, special elite force trooper or something like that. They're really cool. I got to yeah. say, I mean, he's got this black, you know, thing that that on the regular stormtroopers is usually orange to to indicate a, like a commander or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look very menacing. Very much like a almost a uh, love child of Darth Vader and his stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Phasma and Darth Vader get together. No, <laughs> uh, okay, let's not go there. <laughs> but very, very cool design. I was like, wow, there are only so many things that I thought they could do with these stormtrooper helmets. But this is clearly a stormtrooper, but yet an even more menacing mask. I love yeah. it. There's a big explosion in the background. You see what looks like a like a um, uh, what is it? A, a evaporator or um, yeah, the moisture evaporator. Moisture evaporator. Yeah. yeah, or something similar. Or, could just be an antenna. It could be like yeah, the antenna that we saw again in A New Hope at Yavin. You know where they the the guy yeah. that was in the lookout thing. Yeah. Yep. Then in the voiceover, you get this question. You hear uh, one of the characters say, well, "What will you do when they when they capture you? You know, when they take you, when they break you? What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you?" We see a number of rebel pilots handcuffed, being ex escorted by uh, stormtroopers through narrow streets in whatever city they're in. Mm -hmm. uh, you see some kind of Java-like uh, people or, or um, what is it, extras in the background, although they are regular-sized humans, so they're not Jawas, but they clearly kind of have that same uh, yeah. dress. So I'm thinking this must be a, a like a desert planet or somewhere where people mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. kind of cover themselves completely against the sand and the sun. Um and they're walking through what seems to me like a almost an, an Eastern market or something like that. Yeah. Very, cool. yeah. very reminiscent of some of the stuff that we saw in Star Wars Rebels as well. Right. Um, and then we switch to a very new environment. I've never seen something like this in Star Wars before. We're in the middle of a metro station. <laughs> We're running. And I'm thinking, this, is this filmed on location? This looks exactly like something. This could have happened in Paris or Brussels. Um, there is this, this same droid who's running with them. Yep. Must be CGI, I guess. Um, yeah. And then we see in another shot, we see lots and lots of stormtroopers. And again, we get introduced to yet another uniform. We have brown stormtroopers now. Yeah, and I... And I, the, I can't tell whether the helmet is the classic stormtrooper, no, or no, if it's also, more. It also has this this upper whatever it is, like this. But but, um, it's so, like the scout trooper, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like the scout trooper, but the helmet, the upper, the visor, or whatever is above their eyes is different. And the, okay. it's almost as if part of their uniform is in leather instead of plastic or whatever mm. armor uh, stormtroopers normally wear. But it's kind of a very hybrid type of. Of, of of stormtrooper very very cool could be just in indigenous to that particular planet i don't know but the thing is this is a very modern 
city-like metro station. This I don't think this is going to be on that same sand planet. This might actually be the planet um, that is that is part of of the scenes that are uh, that have been uh, shot in Dubrovnik um, mm. just a few weeks ago. Um, and I'm thinking there were some some spy photos of that makes makes it. Uh, it gave me the impression that this is more kind of like a Paris type of city, mm. modern, rich. You know, like like this is kind of the the theater sector, or whatever it is. Or, and I, I'm thinking, how did they get on this planet? <laughs> it's very very cool. It's a new environment. Speaking of new environments, yeah. the next shot is also very cool. We get like a samurai type of fight <laughs> between a guy in a again yeah. with a long cape. He's got a stick yeah. or whatever. It looks almost like a samurai sword. And he's surrounded by stormtroopers. And did you notice that there is a an X-wing fighter in the background? That crap. So I'm I'm thinking this is connected to the uh, X-wing pilots who are walking through the marketplace captured. There, I'm guessing there was a battle. X-wing shut down. Pilots captured. Um, you know, some sort of battle over the city. And you, if you look in the background, there's a sort of Naboo sort of feel to that. I'm not sure if that yeah. might Very be something Oriental. I think it's it's yeah. It's kind of a cross between Naboo and and uh, and Mos Eisley. Yeah, and the actor uh, here is uh, Donnie Yen, who's well known uh, for martial arts movies. Uh, ah. So if if he's going to be a, a big character in this, this is going to be uh, it's going to be going to be huge. Cool, and it kind of harkens back to the original uh, samurai movies that sparked Star Wars. Or, you know, was based mm -hmm. on on these Japanese fighting movies and. Well, this this seems to be, I think, the most clear reference to that genesis of Star Wars. Oh yeah, um, very very nice. Poor stormtroopers. Again, they get beaten the heck out of them. <laughs> There's not a single stormtrooper that is doing anything that you know. <laughs> They're all getting getting kicked. Oh, uh, but. I, I I don't know who this character is. The voice in the background at first seemed like almost like a Yoda type of voice, but I think it's 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 one of the characters that we see um, just after this, right? No, the voice is Forrest Whitaker. That's definitely oh, him. Oh, it's Forrest Whitaker. Okay, the, that's one of the reasons why I thought it was the he was mm -hmm. the wise guardian yeah. sort of role. Um, so yeah, it's uh, his voice is distinctive, and that's definitely him. Cool. Um, and then we finally get to after this samurai scene. We get to the beach, or at least I assume it's a beach. There is sand. We've got palm trees, and we've got another type of stormtrooper. These guys have completely black masks. Uh, they've got very sleek, cool fighting uniforms, uh, type guns that we've never seen before. This, to me, had a, a Halo vibe to it. I don't know if you know that Xbox game. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. this feels very much like Halo to me. So these guys, I think, are the same ones we saw with the black armor before. I, 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 I kind of looked, you know, back and forth a few times. Oh, I think it's perhaps. the same. Uh, they, they don't have the, uh, the, the one arm pad, which I guess must be an officer. Yeah. Um, or a non commissioned officer oh, or something. Could be the same helmets view viewed from behind. Yeah, oh, but it's great cool. to see them from a different angle. Yeah. And those palm trees, awesome. And then we yes. get that big shot of um, what's the name of that that particular ship? That's an imperial uh, ship that's blown up. The Lambda class, actually, it's it's not a, a Lambda class shuttle. It's it's similar, but um, it's much bigger. Uh -huh. It has and it has four wings 
as opposed to two. So okay. if you if you because I, I stepped through the frames here, um, and it's and it's much bulkier. So I'm guessing yeah. it's some kind of cargo shuttle. Could be so yeah. related or, or to land troops, for instance. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like you remember those invasion ships in uh, um, Force Awakens? No, the the oh. the the uh, the prequel the <laughs> the oh. the Phantom Menace. Yeah, they've got the similar color. But then they have the same form of the of the wings, but they're horizontal instead of right. vertical like this one. So right. there's definitely some kind of uh, allusion to that, you know, design uh, comes back. Uh, this is taking place in the, in the middle of, of what looks like a scene for Rambo, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's jungle. I don't think we've ever seen this kind of a environment in Star Wars before. No, it's that's new. It's just great. I love to see more uh, variety like this. This is awesome. And I was also thinking the the explosion. If you if you freeze frame it, there is something weird going on with the depth of field of that shot, which makes me yep. think: Could this be a model, like a real model they're blowing up? This is not CGI. Could this just be a plastic model? And could yeah. those trees be kind of fake there, or are they digitally imposed? There's something something not entirely real about this scene. Yes, I agree. I I kind of had this. I thought maybe it's that the CGI, it's like pre preliminary CGI could be, could or be. something. But but you're right. It does have that sort of model depth of field, you know, that realism to it, which would be great indication that Ryan Johnson, the director, is wanting to go for a the same thing that J.J. Uh, Abrams wanted, which was that real feel of real practical effects. Mm hmm. Well, we got some real big explosions, and then we get to the next scene, which at first I thought was like, hey, who's walking on water there? <laughs> but it's that same general or whatever it is, or Grant Moff in the, in the white cape, uh, and he's wading through water. So yes. if this is on a beach, kind of would make sense. There are lots of dead stormtroopers, again, poor stormtroopers, mm. lying around there. <laughs> and he's heading towards the uh, circular building, whatever it is. I'm not sure yeah. if it's a tower. Something burning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of mayhem. So he apparently, um, I think he, he picked the wrong color for his robe. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a planet like that, you, you know, black is much more practical. Darth Vader <laughs> probably remembered his mom <laughs> saying, you know, don't wear white when you go to situations <laughs> with muds and mud and explosions. Yeah, I feel bad for whoever has to clean, clean his cape every day. <laughs> <laughs> At least the stormtroopers are white, but they have, you know, it's all plastic, so it's easier to clean. Exactly. And then from that robed character, we go to what is, to me, the most intriguing scene. And mm -hmm. that is, we see another robed character, this time also has a hood, uh, walking towards a pillar of steam and light surrounded or flanked by two Imperial guards. And oh my gosh, I was excited to see those again. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that's Darth Vader. That's that's I'm going on a limb and say that's Darth Vader. I think, I think we're going to get Vader in this film. I think Have we're not ever... going to find out about it, but, but, I'm not sure because I'm freeze framing on on the shape of his it, cloak. It's the hood, yeah, that's the problem. If there's is a helmet underneath it, then uh, that might not fit. Or, or you know what, he might just have his inner helmet on. Yes. So, and then he yeah. just didn't do the outer helmet. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, you know, it's 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 that's that's the flaw in the in the uh, theory. But you know, it's we see the imperial guards. That means the emperor must be nearby. It could be the emperor. 
which would be no, very interesting. He's too tall. He's too tall for it. And he's not and, shuffling about. No, yeah, no. no. He, actually, in, in in the very last frame of this scene, the character appears to be kneeling down, mm-hmm. which could which could be Vader, or right. it could also be the Grand Moff White robe guy, but yeah. he just has a hood on for some reason. I don't know. But there's clearly yeah, the, I, I think yeah. this must be the Emperor who is uh, is um, placing a call. <laughs> yeah, somehow present in this beam of light, uh, wh- however that works. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then we go back to um, who is this guy? Is that also Forrest Whitaker with the beard? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, he's got this weird thing underneath his chin, which almost <laughs> looks like a, one of those uh, har- harmonicas, the, 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 the uh, street musicians play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I wonder if it's part of a helmet, you know, because he's again, he's got this armor on and yeah. maybe an attachment point for a helmet. It's pretty tough armor as well. Yeah. And, and then uh, we get we get more explosions. We're, we're, we're approaching the end. Um we see yet another character with, I guess, dreadlocks who is running from a yeah. building. Yep. Uh, Asian man. And then, uh, and you know, and running out onto the beach or something or yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Uh. And he's coming from a bunker, uh, which is behind him. Very much yep. uh, reminiscent of the bunkers that we saw in uh, Return of the Jedi. And then the next yep. shot, this was, this was... <laughs> So cool. Did you want to add something to the bunker thing? Or no, no, no. This yeah. is the big, yeah, this is oh. the big reveal. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. We see this beach, we see palm trees, and we see ATATs. <laughs> Those are awesome. I just oh. like, I love seeing them in this in this context because, I mean, ATATs are just, you know, they're just so cool. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jin is, is right there in the center of the, of the scene. Uh, Accompanied by the other guy, the the male uh, character who mm-hmm. was also in in the in the war room with her, and they're yes. running towards these massive ATATs. What are they going to do to, to stop them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, and then you know, dodge and weave. Like it's, you can see them, like you know, going back and forth, trying to like dodge the. You yeah. know, keep moving back and forth. I'm like, it's crazy. There's, a, there's also a big antenna standing in the middle of there. Um, mm-hmm. And I was wondering, are these actually the same ATATs that we saw in Empire Strikes Back? There, there's something about that middle ATAT which kind of feels a slightly different. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. are are these like previous models? Is there? I don't know what it is, and I probably should. You know, the people will 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 analyze this much better than I can do. But I'm thinking, yeah. how cool would it be to see kind of like a previous incarnation of an ATAT? Um, it's possible the the panel, like the side of it, of the main body, look there's something different about it. And the it. neck too. The neck is 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 is, I don't know. It's just more yeah. more more triangular. Uh, they they kind of seem more like like uh, the ATATs that we saw in some of the um, artwork before uh, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back was 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 shot. The Rolf Macquarie ATAT, right? Perhaps right. they they took a cue of that, but again, it's just a few seconds, so perhaps I'm I'm mistaken. But I'm thinking that would be very cool if we saw slightly different ATT. Not to mention that, of course, all the toy uh, manufacturers would be very happy with a slightly different ATT. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the way this shot ends with the blasts from the ATT coming straight at the camera. Yes, yeah, that's a very cool final shot. Um, 
yeah, now that I'm looking at this again, they do look different. Um, also, again, a little bit of a, a artificial feel to the to the water surrounding the the mm -hmm. the feet. There, there, again, there seems to be something wrong with the perspective um, in this scene. Um, but again, this is early footage. Uh, we're right. still this is December, <laughs> so they still have yeah. months to work on the special effects. Um, and and we 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 get a final glimpse of that um, antenna, which has a satellite dish attached to it. So whether this is uh, from the rebels or I don't know where they are, um, mm -hmm. but it's it's so cool that they bring these ATATs as the final shot because of course everybody is thinking, oh, Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. <laughs> How can this not be cool? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and and that's it. And then we go, oh, no, wait, you think one that's more. it. Yes. There is one, one more. more. You go, we fade to black. <laughs> and then these lights go on and it looks like very much the corridors that we saw in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Uh, slightly less uh, lights. And then it, 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 the reveal is that our main character is standing there with an Imperial fighter or pilot costume or whatever it is. It's a, that's the question. So it's the voiceover at this point says, um, what will you become? You know, so the, the voiceover is talking about if they capture you, if they break you, what yeah. will you become? And so they're, they're definitely leaving us with this implication that you, you know, that you go rogue, that you, you betray the rebellion and, and become one of them. I'm not so sure. I think it might be a little bit of misdirection. I think it's entirely it possible yeah. that, that this is just a scene where, they're infiltrating an imperial base wearing yeah. imperial costumes. Well, I'm thinking this this must be inside the Death Star. Yeah, and she is she's this is a disguise, um, and I wonder what these sticks are on her backpack. I'm thinking are these yeah. fighting sticks or something? I wonder I wonder if that's going to be like uh, uh, sort of her uh, her signature is that she uses fighting sticks uh, in mm. you know when she's when she's uh, doing hand to hand. Could be cool. Although in most scenes she's just carrying a, a blaster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but this this to me also had a bit of a Hunger Game vibe to it, like the heroine, yeah. like strong, uh, shot slightly from below, just to show that she's she's in control. She knows what she's doing, um, and she is she is in the heart of the Death Star, you know, yeah. like in the middle of the danger. Yes, I mean it would be. I mean, if she had a long braided ponytail, <laughs> it would be. I mean, how could it be even more? You know, Hunger Games. That would be the only the only thing to make it more Hunger Games. But she's she's older than than I think the characters in in the Hunger Games. So yes, to me, she has a bit of 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 a Princess Leia vibe to her as well. She's sure she's strong character, independent, a rebel. You know, not afraid. The cool. actress, the actress herself, is thirty three, so she's you know, around thirty years yeah. old. So she's not, she's not a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get these three D letters, Rogue One. Yes. Um, and then with uh, the music, yeah, the music, two <laughs> themes. The the entire we haven't really talked about the the music uh, uh, or or the sound effects, but there did you notice that there's this this continuous pounding in and it's like tomb, tomb, tomb. Yes, and then it goes to dun dun dun. You know, yeah, that that whole uh, it goes down to the Imperial March, combined with that Force theme. Bum, 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 ba, da, dum. Yeah, very subtle, very cool. And this is also what what John Williams has done 
towards I think the end of the uh, the Force Awakens soundtrack where he mixes uh, Ray's theme with um, I'm thinking the Force theme or something. I, he kind of mixes up two themes and and uh, whoever composed the music for for this uh, trailer does the same. And it's of course the dark side and the light side, or the Rebels and the Empire mixed together. And and speaking of which, there is no there is no Force at all. I haven't seen a single lightsaber in this movie. Yes. And uh, no one using the force as well. No, nope. no. Nope. Then that, I think that was uh, I think that was they had said that they talked about it early on, like that they were going to try to 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 go um, away from Jedi Sith and tell that story that's yeah. more about the the troops the in the in the yeah. yes yes. And I think that's a very smart thing to do. Because otherwise, you, it, it, it's like the prequels where there are just so many lightsabers and so many Jedi. It's inflation. <laughs> it's not special <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so really, really uh, liking the choices that they made. So final thoughts before we wrap up. Um, are, it's, you, I, are you excited? <laughs> I'm very excited now. This is uh, this is it. It bodes well for both this movie and for the uh, the series. Um, uh, you know, uh, obviously it's it's a trailer, so it's designed to get us excited and to to build the hype. But um, I think what I've seen is good. I'm looking forward to more. Um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long uh, bunch of months till to December. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just realized that I've completely mixed up two, the two movies because I was talking about the scenes in Dubrovnik, but of course those were filmed for for episode eight and oh, not for right. Rogue One. So, okay, uh, yeah, mistake. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> watching way too much Star Wars these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So Rogue One, uh, I, I thought it was an awesome trailer i can't wait for the news coming from the star wars celebration um in london mm-hmm. uh, in in just a few months from now yeah. uh so that's probably going to be the next big moment where we get to see a lot of uh, uh news for, uh, about rogue one and perhaps even about episode eight although i think i'm think they, they might keep that for next year yeah <clears throat> Um, thank you for listening to this uh, special standalone episode of the Secrets of series on sqpn.com. Uh, the next episode might not be about Star Wars, uh, or it might be, who knows. Uh, but, but basically, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of, of, of similar franchises, movies, television shows, who knows what else we can, we can talk about. There are always deeper layers. There are always things to discover. And we will be here to share those secrets with you. So thanks for listening. Thanks, Dom. You can find all of us and our other shows and also where you can contact us on social media in the show notes on sqpn.com. Take care and may the force be with you. 